0: this is the small church media podcast with mark hyde a few weeks ago we had a conversation where we asked the question of what's more important to your church a facebook page or a website and the answer was well both are actually important if you use them well because for Facebook, you're able to actually let people see into your church with pictures that are going on, events that are coming up, maybe some fun videos. And it's a really easy place to put your church's live stream. However, a website is a terrific tool for you to systematically put down and collect the information that people are looking for in a very neat or organized way way so much so that when people generally are on facebook before they even visit your church more than likely they're actually going to go to your church's website first to get their questions answered before they even step foot in your doors and today we're gonna be asking the question of what are the questions that people are even asking you know we are talking about church websites and the fact that a website is a beautiful tool if it's used correctly however if you use your website incorrectly. It can actually be more of a turnoff to potential visitors than actually a way to help people get into your doors. But no matter what, whenever someone first comes to your church website, they have questions that they want answered. And unless you answered those questions, the chances of them walking through your door are almost slim to none. So today we're gonna be talking about the three types of questions that people ask before they even walk through your church doors. The first type of question that people are gonna ask are questions about your facility. Any church you go to, the building and the layout and the structure and the parking lot and the doors look completely different. And so many times, so many small churches don't really think about that. You know, when people first walk into your church building, where do they go for their kids? And before they even walk into their church building, how do they park and where do they park and what do you expect out of them? You know, there's this really funny thing going around on TikTok and Instagram and and maybe Facebook stories as well. And people are talking about this... um, stress and this anxiety that they that they feel when they go to a new place because they don't know where they're going to park. They don't know where the front door is. Are someone's going to greet them? Is someone not going to greet them? What's expected of them when they walk into a place of business? And chances are they're going to have that same feeling about your church and just like any church you might have multiple doors you might have different entrances for kids or for adults maybe if you're a little bit more of a structured church where you want to have parking attendance because you're trying to make sure you get everyone in where they're supposed to go you want visitors to put on their flashers so they can park into a new visitor parking or you might just have visitor parking in general on a sign somewhere but people want to know what you expect them to do. Our church, for example, we actually have about three or four doors that people are able to go into when they want to walk into the building. And generally, with people who go to our church, they know where their Sunday school is at. They know where kids are supposed to be dropped off. They know where the worship center is. They know where the student ministry entrance is. But if someone's brand new, they don't know where to go. You need to encourage them and help them know where to go. So something very simple that you can do on your website is just list out the steps that people need to do. If they are our first time guests and you want them to go through a certain door, A, make sure you label that door, but then also tell people where they are supposed to go, where they're supposed to park. Is there a drop off? Can they drive up? Can they not? Um, What are they supposed to do even when they walk in their doors? Are they supposed to go and take a left for the children or take a right? Now granted, you want people they're in your church building to help escort people but people want to be informed before they even walk in so even if you have a great guest team set up for people to help usher them where they're supposed to go people still want to know before they even walk into your church building or pull into your church parking lot, where are they supposed to even park? So on your website somewhere, you got to answer the questions about just your church facilities and how you want people to navigate those. The second type of question that people want answered on your church website is what are they supposed to do about their families? You know, a lot of times when people come in, they might be single, they might be married and no kids, or they might have a whole bunch of kids, but people want to know, what am I supposed to do with my family? When I walk in, is there going to be a nursery for my baby, or am I allowed to keep my baby and my children with me in service?" For your church, and maybe your church is like my church, you guys actually let the kids come into the service, and then after the music portion, you dismiss them to children's church. Do your visitors know that? Because there's nothing scarier to a mom or a dad when they're sitting for a first time in a church, and then all of a sudden, without question, they say, all right, all the kids can be dismissed to children's church, and they're like, we, we, we didn't know that they were gonna leave us. We just sat down, and now they're disappearing with people that we don't know on a church building that we don't know either. People wanna know every little thing What's going to happen to their family? Is there something specific for teenagers in your worship service that you want people to be a part of? Do you have a children's story or a children's sermon portion of your service where you're going to call the kids to the front? If there's anything revolving around families and what people are supposed to do with them, People wanna know what is going on. So if you don't answer questions about what people do with their family, they might be in for a world of shock, which actually might push them off a little bit rather than make them feel more comfortable being with your church family. The third type of question that people often ask about your church that they wanna find answers for on the website is just questions about your church in general. You know, every single church, You know, whether you have a denomination or not, people wanna know that and not just know it, but know what it means. If you're a Southern Baptist or an American Baptist or United Methodist, or Free Methodist, or Church of the Brethren, or Presbyterian, PCUSA, PCA, wherever you fall in either the Protestant Protestant category, or hey, even Catholic category, people want to know what that means and what that's expected of them most people know that there's all these different churches out there with even Baptist churches or Methodist churches have different little strains inside of them and people want to know what does that mean does that change the worship service does that change the worship style do you do some interesting elements in your service that I need to be prepared for what is going to happen when i even walk into your building people want to know your denomination, what your beliefs, what your history are, and if that affects them in any way. Another thing that people have questions about is maybe about your church style as well. What type of music do you play? Are you more of a modern worship where it's a lot of synth and a long worship set? Or are you more traditional where it's just piano and organs or you're crossing in between? Do you have guitars and drums? Do you not? Do you expect people to stand, sit, respond? Are you going to have more of a charismatic style worship where there might be dancing off to the side or tambourines or flags? People want to know what to expect when they walk into your worship service. And more than just even what type of worship service you have, people want to know about the pastor's teaching and preaching style as well. You know, every pastor has a different style, and sometimes it's more subject matter. Sometimes it's more walking through the Bible. You know, people kind of want to know what's going on when they walk in and what to expect of the pastor. Is he going to be sitting in a stool? Is he going to be standing? Is he going to preach a little bit, sing a little bit, preach a little bit more? What's the order of service? What am I supposed to stand up? What am I supposed to sit down? Anything revolving the worship service themselves, the worship service itself, rather people want to know what to do because they don't want to be taken off guard, they don't want to look like an idiot, they want to be comfortable walking into your service. And last, people want to know what's the mission and what's the vision of the church. Where is your church going? What is your church trying to accomplish? Where are you trying to impact your community? Where are you what are you trying to do to reach people near your church vicinities and maybe hey even global missions as well. People actually care about a mission more than just walking into A building. If your church has a mission statement, like our church, for example, we want to make passionate followers of Jesus Christ, and we do that through Impact and World for Christ, one life at a time, people can read that, but they might go, okay, that's cool, but what does that mean? And your church might have something similar as well. Do you have a mission? Do you have a vision? And then not just that, do you explain how that mission and vision actually work? Because if people see that you're not just going to a place, sitting down in a pew, sing a couple songs, hear a good TED Talk, and walk out, but you're actually trying to impact the world around them, that will get people excited. It will answer the questions that they have about what are we doing for our community, and chances are they'll be excited when they read this before they even walk through your doors. Now, here's a question. How do we do this? On a church website, there's so many different places where we can answer people's churches questions, but is there a way where we could do this in a more succinct, in orderly fashion, and put these answers to these questions in a place where people are actually looking for them. And I actually have three solutions that how we can actually use our website to answer these questions that people have. The first way is actually just use pictures. (laughs) You know, there's that old quote, a picture is worth a thousand words, and that is so true for churches right now. If people can actually see what the pastor looks like when he's preaching, If people can actually see what musical instruments are on stage, if people can actually see what people in the congregation are wearing, they will be way more comfortable walking into a worship service rather than you just answering basic questions with text. For their kids, when you say, hey, we're going to check in at the children's desk and we're going to take them to the nursery or the toddler classroom, Do you have pictures of those classrooms? Do you have a walkthrough for parents? Well, when parents walk in, do they even know what they're looking at when they walk into the building? When you use pictures in such a way where you're not just using them to fill space, but actually inform visitors about what to expect when they walk into your church, you're not just using pictures in a frivolous way, but you're actually using it to help, and I don't want to use this word lightly, but help sell your church to them that, you know what? You will love it here, and our people will love you too. The second thing you can do, and this is my favorite thing of all time, is to have a I'm new page, or some churches will do a new here page. Every church website needs one specific page where if someone's brand new to the church, brand new to the website, they can go to one specific webpage and literally get every question answered that they have questions that we've already talked about, about the facilities, where to park, where to walk in. What about their kids? What about their babies? What about their teenagers, maybe a young adult? What do you have for adults? What about denominations? Um, Who is your pastor? Maybe even they want to hear a word from your pastor. If your church does not have an I'm new page, I'm going to encourage you to create an I'm new or a new here page where you can answer all of these questions in a really easy and succinct way by using maybe accordions or just a list of questions because people have questions. And if you can tell people again exactly where they're supposed to go on your website, which goes back to how we can create a beautiful website, people are more likely to feel comfortable because it's just one page. They scroll, get all their ans- all their questions answered, and from there they can go to the various other parts of your website to figure out what else your church has to offer. The third way though is it kind of goes right along with the I'm New page, but I actually think that churches should also have a FAQ page. Now the FAQ page frequently asked questions probably will have the same questions that are on the I'm New page because if people have questions about the church, they probably are going to go to the I'm New page if they're new. But if you have an FAQ page and people recognize and see that you have an FAQ page, if they have questions, they might go there before the I'm New section. You never know where people are going to go. But if you can give... And, and more so place the content that people are looking for in maybe more place than just one, the chances of converting them from just a website visitor to an actually visiting family absolutely goes up. And even on top of the, the adding the same questions from the I'm New section to the FAQ, you can even put more questions in the FAQ, such as giving, how does giving work? Maybe how do you choose the songs that you choose for worship? Maybe how you prepare your sermons? People have a lot of questions, and if you can answer more questions for people, they're actually going to get a lot more excited about visiting your church. You know, at the beginning, I actually said there's three ways, and there's kind of a bonus way, and this is the way that a lot of pastors and churches maybe don't think about, but that's actually using the blog platform on your church's website as well. You know, a lot of times when people ask questions about very specific things about your church, an FAQ or a quick drop-down might not fully answer it. This is where a blog comes in real handy, too, where you can actually have a whole database of intense question and answers, maybe videos from the pastors, where people can actually click on the blog or writings from the pastor, where the pastor takes you know maybe normal questions that people ask and can actually write about them. Or, hey, maybe you can even record a video and audio to go along with that question as well. But the blog feature of your church's website is in my opinion, one of the most underutilized places that a church uses on their website, because I know it A, takes a lot of time, and B, it takes a lot of effort to get it done, but again, it's just another way that you can answer people's questions, meet them where they are, and help them feel comfortable before even walking through your church door. Today, we looked at the three types of questions that your church website needs to answer. Questions about the facility, questions about family, and questions about the church in general. Pastor, church, I encourage you, go to your church website right now and see if your church is actually answering the questions that people have. Don't be cute about it. Don't give very vague answers, but give actual real answers to people's real questions. And I can guarantee you might see them in your church one a day. If you have any questions at all about maybe how to take this to the next step, maybe your church website, you realize that, hey, it needs to be rebuilt. I would love to chat with you and connect with you about how we can do that for your church. Reach out to me at markhi.com, fill out the contact form, or just go straight to my email, hello at markhi.com, and I'd love to chat with you guys. If this is your first time, you've been listening for a while. If you're hey, if you're on YouTube, I'd love for you for you to subscribe. But if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you can share it and leave an Apple Podcast review. It helps us gets into the ears of more listeners. Or hey, here's the deal: I'm not trying to put a lot of money behind the marketing because let's be honest, <laughs> I, I don't fully have it. So if there's another pastor that you know that would encourage, or not just be encouraged, but would benefit from these conversations, I would love it if you would share these episodes with them as well. If there's any questions that you have that you would like me to answer, feel free to hit me up. Just again, markhi.com is an easy place to do it. Facebook, Instagram, just search Mark Hyde, and you'll find me right there. I love hanging out with you guys every single week. Come back next week where we'll learn more about how we can use media to grow and encourage and edify our church congregation. And hey, maybe even find some new visitors along the way as well. Until then, guys, take it easy. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.